This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Hey everyone, it's Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B here at CES 2020. Right now we're sitting down with Andy Travers. He's the CEO of Series Holographic. We're going to be chatting a little bit about his background leading into hologram technology, how he's worked to commercialize some of the digitally innovative Series Holographic technology. And more importantly, we're going to focus on how holographic technology is creating many, many business opportunities from advertising to OEM commercialization and launching of basically redesigning the consumer vehicle. So it's going to be exciting stuff. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, it's a pleasure getting to chat with you. So before you worked at Series, just for some context for our audience, mm-hmm. you worked at Jumbuck Entertainment, which was yeah. a digital media and fan engagement platform for sport DROs. Yeah. Then when you started at Series, you started as a commercial director. So you were working to commercialize this mm-hmm. hollow technology. And then for context, Series uses improved digitally controlled mastering and replication technology, which, according to y'all, is better than a traditional analog projection, which we'll Correct. get into in a little bit. Um, and this technology produces crisp HD holograms for HUDs and for the rest of the transportation industry and potentially beyond. So they partner with leading automakers and tier one automotive suppliers to bring this technology to them. We're going to dig into that here in a little bit. I want to start with your uh, commercializing background right okay. as you started uh on the commercial side of series basically yeah. trying to improve the tech yeah. and get it ready for a commercial launch what were some of those initial challenges with basically getting it ready to scale yeah well i mean i my background is in commercialization of companies with a sort of deep intellectual property or sure. technology you know and perhaps some of these companies are not really geared towards the commercial sort of mission they're more of a tech founder you know right. whatever so my i'm a business guy uh, but with a tech background. So when I when I got into series, um, we discovered that the company was pushing its technology towards markets like security holograms and whatever, but there's a ton of competing technologies there and it's kind of like pushing a snowball up the hill in the desert. Right. So basically uh, we, we, we were approached um, by the makers of this holographic film uh, to go and talk to the automotive guys a few years ago. In fact, about probably about eight years ago. And they were really saying, look, there's this great demand for holographic technology and automotive mm. for windscreen displays, but there'd never really been a suitable material around mm. and nor a suitable design and mastering flow, if you like, to produce really good holograms. Sure. Because as you, as you mentioned, Daniel, the, the analog uh, hologram recording process is a bit hit or miss. It's kind of like an artisan process. Mm. It's not a truly defined engineering process like you would associate with making semiconductor chips. Sure. That's what Series has done. It's taken that kind of artisan analog process and really digitized it and so that we've got a nice repeatable process that we can design for the cars of today and tomorrow. Yeah. How did you approach that sort of commercializing strategy for bringing Holotech to an industry that just hearing that there wasn't really a focus on mm-hmm. this yet when Series was approached is kind of surprising to me. You would think yeah. that holographic technology would have been, I don't know, hitting automotive sooner. So since you were yeah. maybe leading the charge or one of the first ones to mm-hmm. try to lead the charge, 
how did you approach that commercializing strategy? Well, um, the the history of why there was a bit of a you know a, a, a lull in interest in holographic was because of the materials. You know, 50 years ago, the likes of Volkswagen were looking at holographic HUDs, but then the materials never arrived. So when the material arrived and the mastering process was put together, we took this proposition to the companies, the OEMs, the tier ones, their suppliers, mm. and explained, look, you really need to revisit this again. This is a viable technology. It's a viable material. And then they started to listen again. Interesting. So give us a rundown of where hologram tech is today. Uh, you mentioned that it kind of was stuck in an analog yeah. field for a long time. How did that inhibit its growth? Uh, where is yeah. it heading? So so there's two, two aspects to that. One is the type of hologram, right? So um, the type of hologram that everybody sees day to day is what's called a surface relief hologram. So that's the kind of shiny rainbow thing you get on your tickets, etc., your visa card. So that's no use for doing holographic HUD. This holographic technology is known as volume holography. Mm. So basically the holographic fringes are inside the volume of the film. This opens up a whole new class of display applications because you don't get that rainbow effect. Sure. So it's really, it becomes an optical element. So that's really one of the key things that changed this material became available. So all these old applications like head-up displays with holographic optical power in them, right. they all became on the table again in the last five years, mm. all because of this film. But they do need the mastering technology and the mastering expertise. That's where we come in. Do industries view this technology as practical yet? Or does it still kind of have that fluffy sci-fi tech sheen that almost keeps it from being adopted because they don't see any use in it? Great question. I mean, honestly, the industry was probably turned off of holographic about 30 years ago because mm. the materials weren't there. Sure. So we're having to warm, warm them up again. And the way we're doing that is by producing, you know, really quality demonstrators of the whole system, sure. like the film on a windshield with our own projectors. Right. We're not a projector company, but if you're designing the projector, you need to know about the holographic technology as well to design the whole system properly. Right. So we're taking the whole demos to them and then they're going, ah, this, is, this looks viable now, right. you know, we're going to reconsider this. And I mean, the OEMs and the tier ones, they're investing millions in prototype contracts with us to just get the prototypes going and put them in a few test cars. It, it's interesting that you mention uh, needing to be sort of a full solutions provider. I think we're mm. seeing this a lot with cutting edge technologies, that companies can't just provide one piece of it. Whether they like it or not, they're kind of needing to adopt everything from the software to the hardware to the demonstrations and being able to show we are a full solutions provider. Yep. I think it's a mix of needing to show, I guess, confidence mm -hmm. uh, for those companies looking to invest in cutting edge technology. Uh, but I think it's also just a, a business strategy, right? If you have a holistic approach to this product, you can stake out more of the market. Yeah, well, that's a really good point, actually, because what we found was there was a bit of an impasse in putting the whole system together. So we really had to grasp the nettle and do a bit of the system design as well. That's right. why our team is not just holographers. We've got system optical designers, sure. computational guys, and we're even extending that in to do the content because the content, you need to know how the hologram and the system works, so what content you can generate in real time while you're driving a car. So we see our company expanding from the core holotech mm. through to the system design and then even onto the content. Now, we're not going to do it all. Right. That's not our business model because we think that is over 
not just over ambitious, but you need to take the supply chain with you. You need to have a win-win situation for the projector company, and you need to give the OEMs their own content development platform. If you try, if you try to force our content right. wishes on them, it's not going to work. Right. A BMW or a Mercedes or whatever, they're going to want to commercialize their customers. True. So they're going to want to commercialize that tech so that they make money. They wouldn't see as much value in it if Mercedes and Ferrari have the same literal looking display exactly. as BMW or yep. Volkswagen or whatever, right? And that's the great thing. You can differentiate the whole solution based on what content you show in the holographic based system. Sure. So, I mean, it sounds like auto manufacturers are catching on to the value of something like uh, a hologram HUD display. Absolutely. Um, Tell me a little bit about how this is being applied and used by these audio manufacturers. Where are they mm -hmm. investing mm -hmm. the money in it? Like physically, is it yep. going on the windshield? Is it going yep. on the back uh, windows? Tell us what you're seeing. Okay, so, so there are basically two types of holographic display technology. One is a transparent display. And it looks, once you put the transparent diffuser, the holo holographic diffuser in the windshield, the information looks as though it's actually coming from the windshield itself. Hmm. So this is for cluster replacement and to stop, you know, drivers looking down at the center console and killing the young child crossing the road or right. whatever. So um, that's one technology application. You can also use that same hologram for side windows. So if you're in the rear seat, you can look out sideways, see points of interest, and you can also do external hologram projection so that if you're coming up to find your uber your name andy or daniel's on the side of the car love it right yeah the other technology of course is the augmented reality hud now that's made with a lens mirror hologram sure now that really projects information out 10 meters beyond the car and so now you're into the area you can lay down information on the road directional information and of course in the autonomous mode then you can put things like point of information, POIs, right. hotels, discounts, two-for-one hamburgers. <laughs> right. This is exactly what they're dreaming about, autonomous mode, but you still need to keep the driver and the passenger eyes on the road. Right. Do you see hollow technology becoming a differentiator for either luxury or even just consumer brand vehicles? You know, Do you see it being basically that decider for the end user where okay i like these two vehicles but mm -hmm. this one has yeah holotech or yeah. this one has a yep. better holotech is it at that point yet uh yeah two aspects to that the, the holographic technology is going to enable this whole experience of transparent displays mm -hmm. to get into the lower end cars because right now it's really excluded from the smaller cheaper cars right it's going to enable holotech to get into the the mid-range and even the low-range cars it will be a differentiator. I mean, the experience we're hearing from the OEMs is that more younger people are choosing a car based on whether it connects with their phone. So if you can't display the information from your phone or that operating system well, then that's going to really affect uh, the, the car buyer's choice at the end of the day. And this is what the OEMs are fighting with. And additionally, they need new monetization. Right. I, I think it was actually um, the Apple CEO who said, the, the car screen is the last untapped screen in the world yeah. in terms of monetization. And he's right. We all sit there, hours behind that screen. Right. You know, now if it's autonomous, they're going to go for that.
you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen it realized in our fiction for so long. Mm -hmm. A car that, as you drive, the ads pop uh -huh. up on your windshield and you get directed in certain yeah. places. It's not that foreign, I think, to the... I don't know, to our kind of global imagination, yeah. even our American imagination. But I guess it's just all about finding the right implementation and doing yeah. it in a way that is yeah. safe, right? Yeah. Um, so when we look at the ad side of this, mm -hmm. I think you bring up a really interesting point. That screen or windshield, right, to be more specific, we're behind it so often, yep. uh, and we're already so used to targeted advertising or letting our GPS systems mm -hmm. or our favorite apps mm -hmm. sort of direct us to where should we go next, what should we buy next, where should we invest next? But having that behind the wheel could be really revolutionary mm -hmm. for not just the cars, but mm -hmm. the kind of business partnerships that come with that, yeah. right? Uh, Volkswagen partnering with certain retailers or certain uh, fast food chains so that you get specific deals. Yep. If you are a Volkswagen driver, you get that two for one. But if you're a Honda driver, you don't. Yeah. Do you foresee those kinds of opportunities arising? You think it'll get that granular? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've we've certainly, you know, we go to the, all the automotive conferences and you hear them talking, looking for solutions where if you're a BMW owner or you're a VW owner, you're sharing information and discounts and deals with other VW, you know, owners. And obviously the OEMs are looking for partnerships with, you know, preferred hotel chains, whatever. Right. You know, you hear about this. Holotech is definitely enabling this in terms of the windscreen displays because there just isn't any other viable technology. That's what we've heard from most of the OEMs, that other types of head-up display or projection systems just aren't going to cut the mustard. Right. They don't have the field of view to cover the area in front. So this is where you really need the optical power of the Holotech in the windshield so that you can make this happen. So you said Holotech is now going to be so commercialized that it could make its way into some of the smaller, cheaper cars. Yep. Once that happens, Holotech itself will no longer be the differentiator. So it's probably going to have to be more about the content on it. True. Uh, or uh, fine-tuning some of the projections so that, you know, with yep. luxury cars, it's a little crisper or something. How do you see the technology adapting once it's become so commonplace? Well, I mean, for us, we're totally focused on making it happen. So, you know, having a nice piece of a $13 billion market for the system piece is more than enough for us. But you're right, the experience will be differentiated through the people that learn to use the Holotech in the best way, right? So that's the content guys, the designers, the user experience people. And, you know, we, could, we help a little bit in that. But you know that's where education about oh wow that's a holographic display can you do this can we do that can we change that there'll be feedback with us to change the system design whatever to make it better yeah. more colorful sharper whatever so it'll be the content guys who decide how to use this we don't supply the imagery it's that's a great thing about it a holographic display is completely reconfigurable right. based on the content that you pipe through it via the projector system where do you think those careers are going to pop up? Do you think uh, it's going to be with the OEMs, with the automotive manufacturers? Is it going to be third-party content creators that get, you know, hired on to help create the displays? Good, good question. I tell you, um, what we are number one, right down at the system level, the design of the hardware, if you like, and the hologram. We need desperate need for optical engineers, yeah. really good ones. Holography has been long missing from the university syllabuses. P 
people have forgotten what it's about. Yeah. As a, as a company, Series, we actually partner with a company who are bringing their expertise from the VR and gaming world into AR. And they're the ones that are understanding so quickly how this holographic display tech can work. Right. And actually our content that we're demoing at this show, you know, has a lot of that expertise in there already. So I see a fusion of the system design knowledge with the kind of content design people. And they're already creating platforms so that the OEMs can use that platform and just choose what symbology they want, what branding they want to put on it. And that's so developing these platforms to run on top of the hollow tech hardware yeah. is really where the careers will come in you know, big quantities. To speak a little bit more to the design of these vehicles, do you think something like a holographic display will fundamentally change some of the standards for design for your consumer vehicle? Do you think it might end up reconfiguring mm. the dashboard, yep. expanding the size of the windshield, making right. a large curved windshield mm. from your door across yeah. the passenger door? Mm. Do you think it'll get that specific? Uh, yes, it will actually. Uh, one of the key things about putting the holographic uh, element in the windshield is it actually, in the one case, it reduces the need to modify the car by too much because these projector units, if you were using conventional optics to do a far field display, could be 25 to 35 litre box. Now, with the hologram, you don't need that, so you can get it in more cars, but you're right in terms of the glass surfaces, they'll adjust those to optimize the size of the holographic displays that you can actually put into practice, right. you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this tangential technology, as it becomes more embedded in what we identify as a consumer mm -hmm. vehicle, yep. how it ends up influencing which consumer vehicles get created, how they get designed, yep. which ones become popular. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I could see if a cheaper, you know, with quotes around it, or if it's more like consumer accessible kind of car, like let's say your Hondas, right? Yep. Let's say Honda adopts this right off the bat. Mm -hmm. I could see them reclaiming a huge stake of the market uh, that could beat out some of the luxury brands yes. or the, the brands that have, you know, yep. I don't know, more cultural confidence or, or significance. I, I think the the uh, automotive manufacturer that takes hold of this sooner yep. is really going to carve a new path forward for not only what kind of content yep. is accepted by consumers yep. on the holograph tech, but also the design for the vehicles <laughs> and how they implement it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're already seeing evidence that the, the OEM is preparing for a future on a, a standard electric platform. Mm. So no seven liter engine or whatever, right, right. or you know, but a standard electric platform. What operating system is the car going to work on? Right. It's going to tie in with the phone, but also what is the driver display user experience? Is it OLED? Is it center console? And now, is it, you know, transparent display or holographic in the windshield? Yeah. Well, it's going to be really exciting to see how consumer trends push this as well. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, the car is now sort of becoming an extension of the mobile device yes. for a lot of consumers. So seeing how holographic technology plays into that extension of your IoT smart world uh, is going to be really interesting to see. So thank you so much for joining right. us. It was a pleasure again to chat today. Again, we've been speaking with Andy Travers. He's the CEO of Series Holographic. Andy, thank you for your time. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate Thanks, it. Yeah. Cheers.